Welcome to the Community Immunity Podcast. Every month I am bringing you two new guests from the world of spiritual, physical, mental and emotional well-being to strengthen your own immunity, to invite you to awaken the potential within. My name is Lucia Hargasova and I am a life and leadership coach. Hi everyone, hope you are all doing really well and that you're safe. Okay, for my next topic is something I've been curious about for a while, plant medicine and ayahuasca. Now, many of my dear friends and people who I love and respect have already gone through this transformational journey. And even though it is still very controversial, we see more and more scientific research behind the power of plant medicine and psychedelics overall. Now, just thinking about the book, Stealing Fire, if you haven't read it, I have invited Angel Herrera, who comes from the lineage of shamans, and his father is the founder of the Center of Ethnicas in Peru, which has over 40 years of experience of holding space for this tradition through shamans, masters, and also incorporating the Western doctors to ensure the safety of everyone. And it is also a non-profit organization investing into local communities. So it's actually very well respected in Peru. Now, Angel has since created his own travel and healing place. And, and today he will be speaking to me about what is it really like to go through this experience, like tangibly what he went through and what people usually go through. And, you know, the ability to resolve whatever chaos and pain we have in our life through heart. And what fascinated me most is, is this idea that actually the best healers and best shamans is our own heart and the journey of returning back to it. Hello, Angel. It is my absolute pleasure to be welcoming you to Community Immunity Podcast. Thank you so much for finding time to talk to me. And I'm just going to dive straight in and, and ask you to share a little bit more about yourself and your background and a big question of, you know, how you got into working with plant medicine. Sure. Hello. Hello, Lucia. Hello, everybody there. It's a pleasure to share a little bit of my life. It's a pleasure to be part of your podcast. So I I originally from Cusco. I'm from Cusco, Peru, and I've been learning about plant medicine for the last 13, 14 years, since 2006. And of course, I have some background from my father's side who always give me kind of like a directions of of understanding or embrace the the ancient knowledge from Peru with the time after which is I'm still cleaning things from my life in order to evolve. I've been uh, practicing different techniques from Peru and while I was traveling around the world I've been learning ancient techniques in order to share to people and use for myself and share to people. I think that after the first experience with the medicine plan, one of my personal missions or personal goal was to 
let people know or approach to people so they can see it in a different way, the benefits of plant medicine. And, and the Peruvian ancient knowledge of healing as well, because Peru have a vast, vast knowledge that we can say only we know right now the 5% of it, the 95% as many other healers and masters. And my father are digging and is still rediscovering our ancient knowledge. We come from a culture that doesn't exist writings in the Occidental way, because for us, writing is a print in all the spaces, in all dimensions. So that is something that we are, and at this age of my life, I realize that we have the capacity to print information everywhere, everywhere. So when you, along, along the days, along your life, you become more subtle, light, we can say, you are capable to perceive this information. So in our culture, that's something that become I passionate about, to learn these mysteries, not too much because you will get too crazy too. <laughs> but in order to, I think when, in order to value my, my roots, value my ancient teachings, value what, what our ancestors left for us, this print, these footprints on life. You know? mm-hmm. So I've been involving with plant medicine, with Keros teachings. It's the teachings from the last pre-Inca culture that they understand the way of how energy works. The first principle is, for example, Munai. Munai means the unconditional law. Mm. So this is more or less my background. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, I always am interested in the personal transformation to start with because it sounds, it can sound very out there if someone presents himself as, okay, I am the career of the plant medicine here to serve the humanity, but you went through an interesting personal transformation because you were not always in it from the beginning. So I want to hear, and I'm very curious about, you know, how that journey happened for you. How did you really get into an experiencing the power of plant medicine for yourself? Yes. Since I was a kid, I always have this desire to create a big impact. So at a young age, I started working since I was very, very kid. And in Peru, it's very common to work since you are seven, more or less five, seven, and you are there helping the family and doing several things to support. But the goal of my father was to, to create kind of like personalities where I can survive in a complicated situation. So my father, in a way, he had kind of like a, a strange way to raise us. We are five of us. So... One of the big aspects was my father got sick, very serious illness, where he lost all his wealth, we can say all his economy or his finance balance. So where I, as of the older, I was kind of worried about how to sustain the yeah, family because we were five, on top of we were seven members of the family, and my father was not so well. So kind of in the young age between 13 to 20, 
before, I was always looking to, to success economically. I was always looking to success and to, to pursue economy balance, right? So I passed through different situations. At the age of 18, I was doing things completely wrong in order to create easy money, we could say. And something happened to me very strong that I decided to change. That was my first step. I met Buddhism. My father came, actually, in this complicated time. He says, look, try this. You read it. It's a beautiful philosophy that could be open something. So that was my, the beginning of my, my of, of, to submerge about these mysteries of cause and effect. And I was karma. Wow. What is karma? So that was the first thing that I, I got involved. Years later, I was not able to completely see what was my mission. I was completely full of ego. I knew where I had to go, and no one can tell me anything. I am the survivor. I know it all. I know everything. So no one has the right to tell me how I have to take my life and how decisions should I take, right? And for that moment, I have a short distance with my father because many things that he supposed to he was saying it was it's not helping me at all, right? So I become this egocentric child where you become more than your father, right? That you're smarter than your father, that you're more than, than, than him, and you try to, to step on him in different ways. And that, this is something that we do as every, every child, every daughter, every son do that. So against our parents, we make them suffer. And this is something, of course, I didn't notice in that moment. But my father always was with an open heart. And we exist the, the situation, the moment that he invited me to participate in the ceremony. Actually, by accident. But I ended up being, being doing this planned ceremony on late age. It was in, I was in, uh, like, let's say, 24, 25, mm-hmm. where I started. So after that experience, I completely saw everything. Because during that experience... I saw myself like, uh, well, I didn't know it was myself. So it was two shamans there. It was my father and the other person. My father's name is Angel, and the other shaman is called Jesus. So it's, it's funny because it's Angel and Jesus together there working, <laughs> working on me. So Jesus, I remember Jesus when I meet him. As soon as we meet immediately, he came to me. He looked in my eyes and he says, mm, tonight's going to be your night. Hmm, what do you mean? Oh, yes, because you're full of garbage. A lot of garbage to <laughs> remove. I was, huh? So inside my head, I was saying, what is this man is saying? So my ego was insulting him. I was saying, what the, what the fuck you are? Are you to telling me this? You don't know me, right? That was my mind. I was smiling to him, ha, ha, ha. But my mind was replying to him, who are you to tell me this? You don't know me. So. I try to be completely honest with this because this is how mind works in every human, in every human. So I, re- I was like, the way I was speaking to him was so cruel in a way, cruel to myself and cruel to him. So when I started with the first experience, one of my visions, that something that I remember was that I see, I see below, I see, I see in my feet, and in front of my feet was another hairy, hairy, hairy feet, like, like a silver hair. So I started coming up with my eyes, going up to the body to see the legs, their torso. Everything was hairy, but so 
full of muscles, like powerful, like, like a bodybuilder. So I get to the chest, huge chest, huge shoulder, huge, huge thing, hairy, and then get to the head and I see a werewolf, a werewolf with his big teeth, you know, talking to me, like saying, ah, join me, join me. You'll have everything. You have power, money, woman, anything. And I was like, what is this talking to me? Who is that? And so I, I was able to say that in loud voice to the shaman. I see this. Why he's talking to me? And the shaman, Jesus, the one who told me I was full of gadgets, he came to me into my ears and he says, this is you. This is you. And I was in my journey. I was what? But <laughs> and then the, everything becomes distortion because how can be a werewolf? But my heart doesn't feel like it. That was the question during that journey. How, what is going on? What's happening? So I couldn't accept that I was a werewolf. I was, everything was confused. So I decided to make a simple question in that night was, if I am werewolf, how you, I ended being a werewolf? Mm -hmm. And who exactly I am then? Mm -hmm. So I make that question and the plant answered me. And he showed me since the age 16, all my actions, negative actions, lies, no, cheating, lying to myself, cheating to myself, cheating others, like a flashback, all my actions, the way I was speaking to people, to my ex-partners, to every action, the way I was doing it, lead by the ego, lead by the anger, lead by the fear, lead by desire to take over everything, the control that all these low vibrations attitude to achieve things, so I saw them like a flashback since 16 until at the age of 25, like all of them. And like, and this action to the last thought, the thought when I was telling to Jesus, to the other mm -hmm. shaman, you are, who are you to tell me this? Because I was mm -hmm. insulting him. Even mm -hmm. I saw that, and it says, all these actions make you a person without feelings, an animal that he wants to. Yeah, an animal, the mental and the attitude, the soul of an animal. And it shocked me. Hey, they, oof. It was like, no, no, what I done, what I done, what I done, what I done. That's impact. It, it put me to humbleness immediately. Kill all the ego, all the things that I thought I was doing correctly, that I was going taking the right path, and the way how I act, I, I act against my father or my mother in some moments. Everything it destroyed everything. It, it went to nothing. Where I come back to humbleness, and I come back to God, I ask asking him for forgiveness. I have to be humble because there is no other force. We can call it God, universe, love, divinity, but there is something where I have to feel into, I have to go back to humbleness and, and talk to forgive the divine 
to the divine, that because the divine that exists is divine in me, I have to forgive. I have to request forgiveness for what I've done. Mm-hmm. So I, during that whole night, maybe for three hours, I was praying and crying and crying and praying and crying and cleansing, vomiting, purging, 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 purging. Like it took me 12 hours. It was like something, usually it's four to five hours, the retreat. But this one was long. It was something happened. It was very special. So at the end, I discovered the mission and purpose of myself with simple, simple things. It wasn't like I have gone to be the biggest person and in life or Mr. President or going to be this famous person. It wasn't. The simple mission was to bring back my human values. Mm-hmm. And these human values need to be nourished day by day. Mm-hmm. So I saw it through the vision. The vision was like this, because I was asking God forgiveness and give me one more opportunity, because I told him, look, hey, you give me one more chance and I'll do whatever is necessary so I can really, you can be proud of me. So I can feel bad, like I value this life, because this is something important that we need to learn, all of us. We need to value, value the day by day that we have. No? And so... I asked one chance, it took hours, 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 hours until finally a glimpse of light came from heaven and pointed to a mirror. So I get approached, that was through visions, I approached to this mirror and I see this kid when he was seven years old, which this kid is me. When I was seven years old, my father brought me to my first karate class. I was so proud, so happy that my father gave me the uniform. So I put the uniform, I went to the mirror and I start punching, looking to the mirror and saying, when I grow up, I will always protect people. I will always tell the truth. I will always bring balance. I will do anything to bring justice. Mm. That, that is what I lost for many, many years. And I was able to find it again. Mm-hmm. This is the identity that all of us, we have in a different ways, but this is the human values that I ended to rediscover again. So I saw the intention, the purity of this boy that was in me. That was the, the heart that always was me in there. So when I saw it, I understood what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So that was since that day, next day I decided to learn support my father and protect all these type of teachings and learn and do my very best because we, I have kind of like a agreement with the, with the divinity. I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for giving me this chance to understand who I am again. Mm-hmm. So since, yes, so since that day, I can say that I'm still transforming patterns of my life and I don't stop. Of course, mm-hmm. I'm still discovering day by day, minute by minute, but I'm still putting new tools, new, new way of value my days and make it full of joy and happiness. So, yeah, and, and I think that's what is beautiful about your story. And I think many times when we hear about plant medicine is this kind of a 
sacred concept which is far away and or then the extreme of it's a quick transformation you go to peru and then everything is great but i want to come back to then your journey on you were then learning of how to hold space and all the wisdom in the center of what your father established and seeing many people going through the process what is just tell me a little bit more about the center and then also like what was the common thing you see in people awakening you were talking about the heart and going back to the feelings i'm just really interested in that yes in our traditions we always emphasize every transformation from the heart okay every everything is from the heart so when my father was creating this project and i decided to support him his mission comes from the heart his mission first was to integrate the western medicine and the traditional medicine together because that was a, that was a dream for his master so he wanted to follow and do something to to recall his master and as well it was something that it will recall the actual times the this these modern times and which is it is it is time of integration they cannot be nothing separate it doesn't exist but nothing even good and bad personally doesn't exist as well everything is in integration so when my father decided to create this center to reach to recall this dream one and the second was to value the knowledge of uh, ancient traditions The name of the center is Ethnicas, which means ethnicity, which means that to bring, to collect all these healers and masters in one place in order to help to manifest transformation in people. So the center was collecting different healers from different areas and communities. And we, and during the time of the year, we have to we create kind of like a process for people where can actually can access. So for we have to create something for people from this modern city from the city we can say and we create a process where the people can we can take them by the hand and step by step approach to something strong something that can really really can help them to manifest themselves so we always emphasize them that the best best shaman the best healer is their heart not even ourselves nor him or no one not even god have the power to transform this is yourself that is something that we emphasize and we 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 apply this ancient knowledge we apply into this type of, of retreat so what usually what happened with the people who goes there especially people from the city is because they can, they come with the concept that the mind everything is related to their mind yes everything is related to their mind and uh, under the mind divides everything so for example divides if we talk about god there is always going to be different opinions which is yes acceptable is something universal but as soon somebody you don't agree the mind divided divided it put, you put a tag this person is like this so it's not part of my group even sometimes we do it in our 
work. So I met so many people that they're very spiritual in their life, in their moment, in the moment of the retreat, but they go to work and they become a robot. Mm-hmm. Or they become in front of their family, they become a robot. With their friends, with the group friends, very spiritual. With the family, no. Change, mm-hmm. no spiritual. It's just they, they need to they change the role. So this is, this is something that the mind, you cultivate this in your mind. And this mind divides everything. But when you enter with the heart, the heart embraces everything. doesn't criticize anymore. It's just embrace. So this is something that we emphasize in our teachings, in our work, because heart, this is the ultimate power. It really is this Einstein was saying that the, 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 the love is stronger and faster than the light. Mm-hmm. Yes, and love is the base. If you, when people are looking for love, people are looking for hell. People are looking for abundance. Yes, they're looking for harmony sometimes. And all of them is rooted with the heart. There is a saying, a Buddhist master, Nichiren Daishonin says, there is a treasure of the coffer, no treasure of the coffer, which is full of jewels. But the most important of the treasure of the coffer is the treasure of the body, the health. Yes, the health, the treasure of health is most important. But the most important and treasure of the coffer of the health is the, the treasure of the heart. Mm-hmm. Because the heart is the one that will print in your eternity. is the one that you have access to all dimensions. Many people doesn't see that the wing, the four elements are other dimensions, are, are entities that are more evolved than us. They just do and create, but and co-create because when they become together, they co-create. Mm-hmm. Right? Those, those, those elements, people, they, they don't see, they don't perceive. Why our ancient cultures were watching each element or everything? Not because we tried to find many gods. No, because all of them were part of this cooperative momentum of life. How do suddenly the water is able to create with one drop so many things? Yes. And this, in order to be access to the spirits of our water, in order to access to the spirit of our rock, in order to access to the spirit of the person you probably you fight three years ago. And because the ego doesn't, doesn't allow you to approach, you enter with heart and you enter everywhere. Mm-hmm. Our ancient cultures was worshiping the sun. It was connecting with the sun, with the heart, because this information will be taken everywhere. Mm-hmm. But not with the mind. The, mm-hmm. mind, the, mind's, no, the mind stays there. And, and why? Yes. Yeah, and in this part, which, you know, you're talking about that the mind tends to divide, where the heart opens up for this co-creation, integration, that coexistence of whatever is, what is it about us, you know, it's a big question, but as a humanity where we are now, why do you think that we have 
moved away so much from trusting the heart and stepping into the mind and trusting and depending on the mind so much. It's important to accept the process. In order to really value your heart, you need to see the chaos. So right now people realize that we have a lot of chaos and this has been come from the heart. And in order to really elevate yourself, you need some really dark chaos, especially for some type of humans. Yes, because yes, indigenous people, we suffer. We suffer with complications of environmental crisis, with the mining, going there, trying to do this. But we're still enjoying life. We're still like, you know, we're still appreciating day by day. We're still like dancing and things and celebrating. We still, we still, so we, we, we become a beautiful community that we still support each other and we enjoy life, even with this chaos. But the other group of people where it lives in the modern cities or where there exists technology, I think universe needs to, to, in order to all of us learn, we need some chaos, something to, some things that hurt us, things that move us to the heart. So in a way, I trust how the divine is doing things. And before 10, 15 years ago, for example, you and many people of yourself, you wouldn't be listening in these type of topics. I'm sure we would be looking for, I don't know, other ideals, other ideals than this present now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, everything just been in place by in order. That's that's my personal perspective. Mm-hmm. And again, I think. You've told me when we were speaking earlier this week about this trusting the heart, where I think this whole world trust comes from. You asked me this question, Lucia, I have a little son. Lucia, if your son is six and he steals from you, would you forgive him? And my answer was, yes, of course. And then if he's 15 and he steals from you, would you forgive him? And I said, of course. And then when he's 25, still. Because with that idea or the thought, when I think of my son, I, I, I feel pure love, is because I automatically go into my heart. I don't even think about it from the brain perspective. And I think that's the power of, I assume, the plant medicine of allowing you to step into the heart, which is the higher intelligence and the higher vibration to open up that potentially even this situation and the suffering which some are perceiving is the gift for us to evolve. Yes, yes. And there is something as well that is requires practice. All of us, we have an education that we focus on the mind, which is great. I don't say that the mind is, is bad at all. It's just we focus the energy where, it have, where the pure energy should come from versus how the doubted. The, the, the chaos energy come from so when you when you suddenly you have a day by day a new ways to transform your patterns means you allow the, the heart doing their work yes and that is the way how we should see between brothers and sisters hey, we are not anymore in the right now this is a time where we have to learn to 
have this unconditional awareness, unconditional caring, right? And that's the way how it leads us. Most right now, I, I see news that we're building bigger jails, jails, bigger jails than before, more jails than before. That's, that's not the solution at all. The solution becomes when you really you become unconditional, like you give time to these people. You give time. We only sometimes they need time. The reason how we why we abandon us is because people abandon us in a way. So we abandon us too. Until the day we, we realize that if we start with ourselves and we start carrying others, suddenly it's full of full of everything. Life goal is to always prosper. It's, it's about prosperity. It's about growing. That is life goal. Yes, that is about life goal. And we see it in nature. We see it everywhere. Always is prospering, 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 growing and growing, growing abundance, abundance, abundance. Right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we put our mind first, we don't allow that. So what is the, the, the best way, the best way to recognize this abundance with the heart as well? So next time, if you have somebody that it brings you some, uh, some uh, anger, we can say it, and you just don't, if it's your, your family, don't see it as your family. See it as another human who just needs a little bit of your support. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Try your very best. And when you, if you trust, trust me, if you do this very best, that's the miracle that we need. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the miracle. The miracle is there when you, you do your best to see this person with a different eyes, with the eyes of compassion, with the eyes of support, with the eyes of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that is the miracle. Mm-hmm. And that will be more beneficial to you than the person himself, really. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big thought. And, and, I, and I would love to, I know we are running out of time, but I would love to ask you to share that beautiful story about the African tribe. Yes. Okay. Usually the traditional cultures, most of them, they are like to show we are, we love emotions and we try to manifest emotions as as big as is possible. We celebrate emotions, right? So for example, in Peru, yeah, the one of the ba- ways to celebrate things, dancing and music, dancing and music is like crazy. When you go to Cusco, you will find over 90 types of dancings, traditional dancings, only in Cusco. And people uh, from different communities, each community have their own dance, each community have their own customs, and we're talking about over 500 communities, only in Cusco. So it's a culture that celebrates. And in Africa, I was telling you this about the Ubuntu tribe. What they do is when somebody does something wrong, somebody steals, for example, they put it in the middle of the group of the community. Mm -hmm. Yes. And everybody starts shouting and screaming, but good things and positive things of the person, what he, of the person, what he did in the past. Mm -hmm. The reason, because this, words, these shouting positive words about this person will empower their true potential, no? So instead of become aggressive and blaming the person, they nourish with kindness, sweetness, empowerment, with other words, courage, 
to so this person can reencounter reencounter their true attitude, their true human values, mm-hmm. and that's that's that is something that we should do in our family, in our community, and yes, no, instead of telling you. Ah, you are a liar, liar, liar. No, you are a person of sweetness. Don't forget your compassion. Remember when you give me this cookie, you see you're a nice person. Remember when you were playful, when you play with me. So imagine if we would fulfill this, fulfill with this, all these histories, uh, things from the past to this person, mm-hmm. it changed. Mm-hmm. No? So definitely instead of become more bigger, stiller, you, you decide to transform. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the one thing which I'm taking away, which is the biggest one, is this beautiful integration of the mind and the heart and trusting the process of transformation and evolution. And I think that that's so many beautiful stories have been told today. And I hope this is just first of many conversations we will have because there's so much more to learn from you. But thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. And, you know, hopefully you can share with us how we can contact you if someone would like to work with you because you're continuing your journey, you know, especially time when there are kind of borders everywhere, but nowhere. And I think it's more kind of this global community and connection and co-creation for the future. Yes, I would love to definitely when next time, because I would love to, I would love to share some more histories and some techniques that people can work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're more than I'm happy to, to share those. It's everything to share, trust me. All of it yes. to share. <laughs> <laughs> so let's continue the sharing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it, or tell a friend about it. Until next time.